This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Yeah, I know. Hang on a second. I think there's someone following me. Yeah, I have my bolt right here. I'll be safe. Call you back. Don't be a victim to a would-be attacker. Carry the Taser Bolt and stay safe with one simple tap of the button. The Taser Bolt delivers a powerful, continuous 30-second volt of electricity without requiring you to hold down or touch the device, giving you time to take your attacker down and escape safely. Taser International will even replace your bolt upon sending them a copy of the police report free of charge. Get it now at pjsafety.com. While you're there, explore our family of non-lethal personal defense products to increase your defense capability and safety. Be proactive and get to pjsafety.com and choose from thousands of easy-to-use personal defense products right now. Tasers, stun guns, sprays, security alarms, and more. pjsafety.com. That website again, pjsafety.com. Your safety begins at pjsafety.com. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Have we lost our minds? I believe we have. Welcome to the program. I'm going to talk about this Corey Lewandowski arrest for battery. Okay, simple battery. And later in the program, I'm going to talk about the state of the GOP primary. You're going to want to stick around for that. But here's where I want to start. As many of you may know, Corey Lewandowski, Donald Trump's campaign manager, was arrested and booked for a simple battery in an incident revolving a reporter who tried to interview Donald Trump as he's moving through a crowd. He's on his way somewhere. And according to the video anyway, Corey Lewandowski stepped in and grabbed her arm and, okay, pushed her away. You know what? I'm not going to nitpick here. I saw the video, but let me say this, as I always do. I am not privy to the reports. I did not talk to the parties involved. I didn't interview this reporter. I did not interview Corey Lewandowski. But I can make some comments on the video, just like you can. But here's the thing that is, I find concerning. Many of you are basing your opinion about this on your hatred for Donald Trump. Be honest with yourself, okay, because you don't fool me. And don't forget, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't have a horse in this race. I have not endorsed anybody. And I'm going to get into that, as I said, later in the program, and I'm going to tell you why. But let me get back to this Lewandowski thing. I don't know Corey Lewandowski. I met him once at one of the so-called debates. A brief meeting. Hi, I'm Corey Lewandowski. You're the sheriff of Milwaukee County, right? Yes, sir. How you doing? Just wanted to introduce myself. That was it. I have no connections to any campaign. I'm not pushing any candidate over another. I have decided early on, and you know this, go back to the beginning 
Now, these podcasts are all available, and my advice, it was just my advice, was to keep your powder dry and let this thing play out a little bit. That's just what I was doing, and I continue to do. We still have a lot of states to go. There's still a lot of the unknown. But I'm, I'm just trying to get you to see that I have no agenda here with this Corey Lewandowski arrest. But this is chicken poop. Because I want to kind of keep this somewhat clean. But you can substitute poop for another four-letter word. That's what this is. This is chicken poop. Now, I don't know what the laws of Florida state as to what constitutes a simple battery. But I'll tell you this right now. If grabbing somebody's arm, and I don't mean violently. If grabbing onto their arm constitutes a simple battery, well, then they better start arresting every parent in the state of Florida who has ever grabbed the arm of their child to get their attention. And they better start arresting and issuing summonses for every athletic coach, basketball, football, whatever, who's ever grabbed the arm of one of their players to get their attention. I've seen where a coach goes down the bench, grabs a player's arm to tell him, hey, you get in the game for so-and-so. It happens all the time. That constitutes simple battery? Are you kidding me? And by the way, this is in no way any criticism of the police department that investigated it. Look, this guy kicked up the food chain. There is no way on God's given earth that a first responding officer, a frontline officer, is going to make this determination in a vacuum. They're going to have to kick it up to their supervisors, on up the food chain, to the lieutenant, to the captain who's going to call the chief. And then the prosecutor. This is more an indictment about the prosecutor, for heaven's sakes. You call this discretion? This doesn't belong in a criminal court. Something happened there. You could see it on the video. That happens every day around political candidates. Ladies and gentlemen, when I go to events... I just came back from one, New York City. I was honored as the Law Enforcement Leader of the Year by the Florida Law Enforcement Officers Association. Both honored and humbled to have received that designation. But here's my point. I was at that event. I was at CPAC. You know how many times people grab my arm to say, Sheriff, can I get a picture? You know how many times on Radio Roll, People grabbed me and said, Sheriff, we'd like an interview. Could you come down here? It's not a battery to grab me to get my attention or to guide me in a direction. Sheriff, over here. They take my arm. Sheriff, over here. Here's where we're going. That is not simple battery. I don't care what the the, the, the uh, statute in Florida says. It, it's a statute. I don't live in Florida. I don't care what they do in Florida. However, I do care about this. If I'm ever in the state of Florida... And someone grabs my arm because they want a picture or they want to talk to me. I'm going to file a simple battery complaint. 
you got to be kidding me. And here's something else to think about. And here's where I want you to check yourself. Even if you are like me and say this isn't a battery, all right, it's probably because you have a bias in that you support Trump. I don't. I haven't endorsed any of these guys. I think that's where the dividing line is on this. If you support Cruz or Kasich, or you are part of the establishment that doesn't want Trump, you think this is a crime. If you support Trump, you think it's not a crime. I'm talking to you as an investigator who's using common sense here. If someone came into my office and said, Sheriff, I want to file a complaint, someone grabbed my arm. I'd assign some deputies, right? And at some point, they talk to a supervisor. Now, depending on the, you know, what level we're at here. When it involves a political candidate's campaign manager, that's a big deal, and that better get kicked up to me. I want to weigh in on this because I'm ultimately responsible. And so if somebody came to me with this and said the campaign manager for, I don't know, Ted Cruz has been accused of battery, by a Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, that's our newspaper here, reporter. I said, well, tell me what happened. Well, we have a video. I'd look at the video. I'd listen to what happened, listen to all the facts. I go, it's not a battery. Get this out of here. All right, because it's not. But the prosecutor in this has discretion. Are the Florida courts so devoid of work that They want to clog their court calendar and court system up with this? Wow. Because I know our courts aren't. We're going to continue this in the next segment. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. What will chill your blood is that the instant this photograph was taken, two of these three men knew they were taking their last steps on earth in order to murder as many innocent people as possible. This captures the final moments of somebody's life, and somehow it's all the more grotesque that it's the bad guys. Jay Severin, weekdays 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Let's turn to this. I want to share this with you. I found this in a conservative publication. It's very small. It's in Wisconsin here. It's called Reality News. And the title of the story is, I used to be trans, transgender. Here's my take on kids who think they are transgender. It's by Walt Heyer. I'll read this and I'll have some comments on it. When a nine-year-old boy who identifies as Stormy, a transgender girl, started selling Girl Scout cookies, one neighbor was not amused according to BuzzFeed. The neighbor rebuffed him, saying, Nobody wants to buy Girl Scout cookies from a boy in a dress. The neighbor is being called transphobic, but perhaps the neighbor thought he was being pranked by a boy and reacted accordingly. 
Not everyone assumes that a boy in a dress selling Girl Scout cookies is transgender. Stormy looked like a boy to the neighbor because he really is a boy. Transgender people may deceive themselves, but they do not deceive others. Life and society is not some fantasy world where a boy should pretend he has magically transformed himself into a girl simply by uttering the words, I am a girl, and changing how he presents himself. The people who strongly object to the honest reaction from a man saying, nobody wants to buy Girl Scout cookies from a boy in a dress, are perhaps genderphobic, rejecting and ridiculing the reality of male and female genders. The people who encourage very young kids to act out, switch genders, and live a life of pretend need to understand that Stormy could be suffering from a dissociative disorder, just as happened to me. My feelings of not wanting to be a boy started in early childhood as a result of cross-dressing at the hands of my grandma. Stormy could be in need of psychotherapy, not a dress. Caregivers all too often collaborate with a mental disorder instead of treating it. Telling a psychologically troubled boy he has changed genders is not compassion, but can become reckless parenting. By withholding psychotherapy, parents could be abusing the kid. Next segment here, my my transgender story. Living in a self-made gender fantasy world void of reality is not psychologically or emotionally healthy. I know that to be true. I was transgender kid at the age of four. For decades, as I tried to live in my male birth gender, the feelings of being a woman only grew stronger. I sought help from a renowned gender specialist who told me that mine was a clear-cut case of gender dysphoria, strong persistent, persistent feelings of identification with the opposite gender, and discomfort with one's own assigned sex. He said the only way to get relief was to surgically change genders. I underwent gender reassignment surgery at 42 years of age after cross-dressing for most of my life. I lived as a transgender, Laura Jensen, female for eight years. While studying psychology at a university program, I discovered that trans kids most often are suffering from a variety of disorders, starting with depression, the result of personal loss, broken families, sexual abuse, and unstable homes. Deep depression leads kids to want to be someone other than who they are. That information sure resonated with me. Finally, I had discovered the madness of the transgender life. It is a fabrication born of mental disorders. I only wish that when I went to the gender counselor for help, he would have told me I could, couldn't really change genders, that it is biologically impossible. Instead, he approved me for gender reassignment surgery, a surgery that, if I had been provided proper psychotherapy, would never have been necessary or appropriate. Next segment here is the role trauma and psychological disorders can play. The transgender life is often the direct result of early childhood difficulty or trauma. Assisting a young child into the fabricated ideology of a transgender life is not helping the child sort out what is real and what is fiction. The likelihood that the child known as Stormy is suffering from separation anxiety or some other psychological disorder cannot be ignored. Stormy is living in a foster home. While it may be safe and necessary, Foster care is intended to separate the child from the birth parent. This can lead to psychological disorders like separation anxiety disorder. Separation anxiety occurs as a result of a result of loss or separation from the birth parent. Disruption in child's home environment 
can lead to stress, depression, and anxiety. Living in a foster home, even under the best conditions, can be stressful to a young person. Separation anxiety disorder and other psychological disorders can masquerade as gender dysphoria, leading caregivers and medical practitioners to misdiagnose and not provide or effective psychotherapies. Stormy's life will evolve as maturity unfolds. Most likely in 15 to 20 years, reality will set in that he never really changed genders. This is often a turning point where the trans life is not looking as good as it once did. Thankfully, like me, many transgender persons return to the gender they once shed. Slowly they restore the life that was lost. The three men who came up with the idea of changing boys into girls and making transgenders, Alfred Kinsey, Harry Benjamin, and John Money, were pedophilia advocates. And it says here, for more the history of the History C sex change surgery, what Bruce Jenner, Diane Sawyer, and you should know. Again, that's by Walt Heyer, a former transgender. I'll tell you why I found this fascinating. Because this guy would know, because he lived that lie. And you know, we're in a culture war right now, and the left is really feeling it. And they have the pedal to the metal. It is full bore, full open throttle. This stuff is being shoved down our throats. Any fringe lifestyle is now accepted as the norm. And if you dare speak out against it or oppose it, well, of course, your life, your career will be destroyed, especially if you're an elected official or especially if you are some, like I said, business owner. You know, we just went through the same-sex marriage debate. And rather than get into the merits of, you know, should we or shouldn't we as a society, I just found it enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoyed this article. Because basically what this guy did, because he can do it, because he led a transgender life, pushed back on it. No one else could do this but somebody who was transgender. And again, he says it's a psychological disorder. But we're led to believe that we shouldn't be judgmental. We're led to believe that any lifestyle is acceptable, no matter how extreme. We're led to believe that we should be gender neutral. This, this insane idea of men and women being able to use the same public bathroom or shower area. What in the hell is wrong with us? Judge Robert Bork talked about this. You've heard me mention his book on this program, Slouching Toward Gomorrah. He talked about modern liberalism and all of these causes that are being pushed right now because the left is feeling it. They, only, they know they only have a few more months of Obama in the White House. And he has created a pathway for them to push this destructive ideology of modern liberalism down our throats. And nobody's pushing back. 
or very few, I should say, and I know why, out of fear of what may happen to them. If you can, share, t- tell your friends, your families, to listen to this podcast, this particular one, on this segment. This is quite fascinating. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and, kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to the show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust dot com. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Let's continue with this Corey Lewandowski situation, Trump's campaign manager. Arrested and charged with simple battery under Florida state statute. And like I said, you know, I don't live in Florida. I don't care what their statutes are. But I may be down there sometime. And I would hate to think that if I grab somebody's arm at a social event to say, hey, could you tell me where X is or whatever, that they wouldn't turn around and try to have me charged with battery. I got into some interesting exchanges on social media at Sheriff Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E, with people who were supporting this charge, this arrest and this criminal charge identifying themselves as conservatives. And they were all over the map. Well, he lied about it. Okay, then charge him with obstructing. Not battery. I still wouldn't do that. This is a nothing. This is what we call in police work. We call this back. You know, you go to assignment. Here's how this works. You get sent to an assignment, dispatch, You know, squad one, that's my squad number. You know, investigate a uh, battery complaint at whatever. You go, you investigate, you come out, you make a a determination, and you call it back to the dispatch. You go back in service. All right, squad one, back in service, disposition on that is uh, advised. Or no cause. That's what I would have done. No cause. I mean, when did we become this fragile in America that somebody grabs your arm and it's a battery? You wilt like some, I don't know, shrinking violet because somebody grabbed your arm? And you actually go to the police about that? And some of you conservatives think that's okay? That the government should intervene on something like that at that level? 
I mean, come on now. You're losing credibility. Because if it was your guy, like I said, if it was Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz campaign manager, just to switch names, who did the same thing was charged, the Cruz people would be up in arms. They wouldn't be saying, well, you know, he should control his... Uh, they wouldn't be doing it. Stop all that. No self-respecting person should do that. Just because we're in the political, the middle of a political fight, a dog fight, and you want your person to win, I get all that. But I watch this back and forth on social media too. You, you people are cannibalizing each other over this. This is called political opportunism. Oh, here's a chance to slam Trump because I hate Donald Trump. That's what this is. And you know it. Be honest. Because like I said, it was Ted Cruz. And you know what? You Trump supporters, and I don't mean that disparagingly, because I said I I could say good and bad about Cruz and Trump. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Like I said, you're going to want to hear that. But if this were the 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 the, uh, uh, the cruise people, I mean, it's just like the cruise alleged infidelity. It's just like that. The Trump people saw red meat. There was blood in the water, and the feeding frenzy started with the Trump supporters. I don't know anything about that Inquirer story. I didn't even read about it. I don't want to hear about that stuff. That's voyeurism. You want to hear about somebody's salacious sexual exploits, whether they're true or not. But it was blood in the water, and the Trump supporters ran with it. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not standing in support of Ted Cruz. I don't have to defend Ted Cruz. I don't have to defend Donald Trump. This is just another example. Depends on whose ox is being gored is what this is about, and you know it. So last week, Cruz's ox was being gored over this alleged affair. I said, show me the evidence. Well, there's these accusations, and the National Enquirer said, and, and, and they said, that's not evidence. Those are allegations. Those are accusations. Show me the evidence. And of course, to date, nobody has presented any. And you know what? Maybe they will. I don't know, and I don't care. And I'm not saying I don't care about whether he engaged in this. I'm saying, short of that, I'm not going to get into this back and forth and make that a campaign issue. What about America? Have we forgotten that this is about the future of the United States of America? It's not about the future of Ted Cruz. It's not about the future of Donald Trump. It's not about the future of John Kasich. This is about the future of the United States of America. And I want to stay focused on liberty, freedom, limited government, lower taxes, military superiority and defense of this country, safe streets at home by defending the American police officer, 
the United States Constitution, that's what I want to talk about. We're not hearing any of it. So we get in this back and forth, and now the the blood is in the Trump water on the Lewandowski. And the cruise people are seizing like piranha. There's a feeding frenzy over this because the cruise people are doing just what was done to them by the Trump people last week. Take a step back, folks. Really, take a step back. Go to the balcony and get a better view of this thing. When you're on the floor and all this flurries and Trump did this and and he said this and now it's the Trump abortion thing and he said, you know, go to the balcony. First of all, it's quieter up there. It's a metaphor. You've heard me talk about what that means on this program. You get a better view off the dance floor. The dance floor is a flurry of activity, right? Go to the balcony. You see things you can't see from the dance floor. It's more calm. And you can better make assessments as to what the hell's going on here. It's what a good investigator does when you get to a crime scene. You don't go just charging into the crime scene. You stand at the doorway or if it's in an outside, you stand, you take a look at the whole thing first. You don't run over to the body. You don't run over to the gun and start, you know, oh, this is the... Take a look at the whole scene. Before you start individually going in and doing what you do, that's not happening here right now. This is all about Trump. It's all about Cruz. It's all about Kasich. When it's not, not for me, it's not. It might be for you. And that's okay. You can do what you want to do. But don't come to me with that crap. And when I think something is so out of whack, I'm going to point it out, and I think that that arrest and charging of Corey Lewandowski is chicken crap. I don't care whose campaign, I don't care if it was Mrs. Bill Clinton's campaign manager, I would say that is chicken crap. And when we come back, I'm going to get into where we're at in this presidential primary for the GOP. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stu. I'm saying it's great. But you almost said that like you didn't mean. No. Don't read into what I'm saying. Take, right. it, take it exactly for face take value. Take it right at face value. I will. I okay. really like Jeffy. We'll take it for, at its face value. Don't, don't well, try to read in all evidence. Don't try to read into the sarcasm on it. It's definitely not true. What's uh, not true? What? Nothing. Pat and Stu. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network On Demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. The final segment here. Yes, I saved this for last, so you'd have to stick around. Not that you wouldn't anyway. I'm going to talk about the state of the GOP primary. This thing has disintegrated into irrelevancy. The GOP, by their own doing, by the way, 
And when I say they, when I say GOP, I should be a little more specific. The, the establishment within, the ones who run the party. And that's the donor class and the party elites. They did this. If you go back about just about six months ago, when this whole thing started, maybe a little longer than that. At the time, RNC and GOP elites were saying this is the strongest field we've ever had in the history of presidential elections, or at least in the recent history. Let's put it that way, because they really can't go back to all political or presidential elections because they weren't around for all of them. So let's say in the recent past, there are like 17 or 18 of them, right? And they said, this is the strongest field ever. Look at this field. We're proud to have this field. You go from that to this? I thought we had seen the worst of things after some of these nasty debates, so-called debates, televised, I really thought we had seen the worst of it until this past week. It's pretty obvious to me that this GOP primary process has not reached the bottom floor. I was asked the other day, by a one of the Fox Business Network's hosts who would make a better commander-in-chief, Cruz or Trump. And my response was, basically neither of them. Not at this point. And here's why. I mean, you look at the mud being thrown back and forth. They're talking about anything relevant, which is why I said it's disintegrated into irrelevancy. Posting pictures of wives and... And and you know what? I'm not saying that the campaigns are responsible directly for that if someone else is doing it. They didn't denounce it. I believe you have a responsibility to denounce it. I believe that's what Cruz should have done when pictures of Trump's wife were being thrown around. He can't, Cruz can't control that, but he can denounce it, and he didn't. And the same at Trump's rally in Chicago that was canceled due to an anarchist movement. Cruz came out and basically tried to seize the political moment for political expediency and and tried to say that Donald Trump was responsible for that, that he created that. No, he didn't. It was political opportunism. And Trump has done the same thing. I'm holding both of these guys accountable for this stuff. We're not trying to get this thing back on track. This is now about them. You know what? You want to know why people run for president? 
You want to know the real reason? I know what they tell you. I want to serve my country. Bullshit. Then I think I can say that on on uh, um, internet radio. That isn't why they run for president. You know why people run for president? Because of ego. They're egomaniacs, number one. They're power-hungry, number two. They're very self-indulged. It's about self-interest. It's about greed. It's about power. That's why people run for president. And anybody that tells you different is lying to you. It's about political power. Because we wouldn't be in the, the, the situation we're in now if it weren't about political power and seeking it, in search of it, wanting it. We'd do just about anything for it. You know, people ask me, and I think it's a little far-fetched, but they ask me, hey, why don't you run for president? I say, Why? Well, we think you'd make a good president. This isn't about people. And I think we've, we've, you know, I started this program out saying, have we lost our mind? I think we've lost our way. This is not about people. I'm not looking for a guy. What I'm looking for is a vision. I'm looking for somebody who will... Set forth a vision, paint a picture of what the country's going to look like. Then we're going to stick to American values. We're going to uphold the Constitution. We're going to embrace American exceptionalism. I don't hear anybody talking about that. You know, and, and so I, I watched this thing. I wouldn't endorse any of these guys right now. As a matter of fact, I'll be real honest with you. I'm, I'm normally honest with you, but now I'll be real honest with you. You know who I think is worthy of being the next president of the United States? It's Carly Fiorina. She talked about those things, the things that I just mentioned. And it isn't just because I mentioned it that that's what's important. It's that's what this thing is about. Self-rule, self-determination, the United States Constitution. That's what this thing is about. It's not about the person. It's about we, the people, but it's not about the person running for president. They're a caretaker. It's a trust. It's a public trust that we grant these individuals and we say, take care of this Constitution, take care of this country, protect this country, adhere to the laws, and remember that we the people are in charge. These guys, nobody's talking about that. I think we missed an opportunity on Carly, I really do. But you know what? She's out. So here's what we got. We got two guys engaged in basically a high school cafeteria food fight.
And all the while, we've lost, we've taken our eye off the ball, which is defeating Mrs. Bill Clinton. We're basically handing it to her. And I'm a little worried at this point. But maybe you'll be satisfied if, 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 you know, your guy doesn't get it that she gets it because then we can spend the next four years bitching about it, I guess. I don't know. But right now, this does not look good. Thanks for joining me this week. Follow me on Twitter at Sheriff Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E.